Uh, I mean, they're they're a really good team. They've been playing so. Shut up, Kyle. Sometimes you just gotta say what they say back in the question. It's like interview one on one. Shaylin Brunson, killer crossover goes right by Mike Conley. Uh, listen, Brunson is a good player. They're making him look like uh, Kyrie Irving. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host, and today, Basketball Cards 101. We're going to talk about foundations, essentials, the basics, the the gist of it all. Some things that you need to know, I think, as a basketball card collector and investor here in 2022. Opportunities during the NBA season to buy or sell. How to know when to make a move. what, What to pay attention to. And, and really that internal voice that says, you got to have this card. Well, well, maybe you don't. You know, how do you make decisions that way? This is so important, especially during the NBA playoffs when you could say, hey, Jaron Jackson had 33 points. I'm going to go spend, you know, whatever, three bucks, 300 bucks, $3,000. Nah, this is basketball cards on a budget, right? Come on. This is a place to add value to your life as a collector and investor in this adventure of hoops and cards. So let's get after it. What's up, everybody? It's great to be with you as we begin another week of the NBA playoffs, the countdown. I am, I'm excited to see Jimmy Butler, if he can continue this uh, rampage through the Eastern Conference, but I uh, hope you had a great weekend. Today, uh, I want to give you some thoughts surrounding one of these Basketball Cards 101 ideas. Basketball Cards 101 in case you haven't listened to uh, Hoops and Carts for very long, we every once in a while we'll do episodes that focus on foundational knowledge, like the basics, or some basic thoughts that I think would help anybody, whether you're coming back to the hobby after a long time or you're brand new at this. In fact, I love getting messages, uh, email or Instagram, at Hoops and Carts. Love getting messages from some of you that are like, hey... I just started this. I've been doing this for a couple months, collecting basketball cards or trying to make some money on the side. And we found your your conversations, your podcast to be super helpful. In fact, um, especially for you that are NBA fans and looking to invest or make some money with basketball cards on a budget. Uh, I've just found a lot of podcasts that are out there for sports card enthusiasts. They often talk about, you know, the latest stuff, current events, or they talk about really expensive stuff, like what card just sold on some auction that Drake did or, you know, that Ken Golden posted. And those are all good, but I I think the other 99.9% of us live in the real world and we can't spend 100000 on a card. Uh, so I like to talk about, and we, we like to talk about as far as our, our community goes of basketball card collectors and investors, things that will add value to you. You know, the more you know, right? <laughs> There's always more to learn in this. And uh, the market 
you know, there are a lot of people, great resources out there like Sports Card Investor and CardLadder.com. A lot of these great resources and podcasts. Shout out to Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Shout out to Card Talk and shout out to Slab Stocks. And of course, Pack to the Future, some of my favorite podcasts to listen to when it comes to just helping me grow and a lot of us in the hobby, uh, you know, to, to make good choices, to make good decisions. Because if we don't have resources and help and uh, advice like that, then we're just gonna we're just gonna run to whatever we feel as a sports fan and uh, not really know what we're doing, or just go with the flow and buy whatever is popular rather than buying whatever might be. Uh, I don't know, smart, well-timed investment. Like, how do you know what to buy when? And when to sell and when to say, you know what? I'm just kind of in a holding pattern. Like you might see on your your E-Trade when it comes to looking at different stocks, a buy, a sell, or a hold. Somebody who's an expert has given their recommendation. You know, we can't can't promise what any market is going to do, but we can give recommendations based on solid knowledge and, and things that are actually happening. So that's, that's what I like to do. You know, in fact, uh, I did another episode recently about five buys for the second round or five buys in the first round of the NBA playoffs. And it would be helpful to kind of look behind the curtain or go, uh, for an inside look on how do we, how do we, you know, even evaluate a player or a card or a set and say, you know what? that looks like a good buy right now. Or I, I would, if you've got that, I would just kind of hold on to it. Right now is just kind of a time to not do anything. Or if you have this card, uh, you might want to sell it now before the off season, right? What goes into the timing of buying, selling, and holding cards? And so this episode, friends, I want to give you just some basics on how, how we think about it, especially the rhythms of the NBA season, certain moments that are uh, basically that the, the pull people in to buying cards or going to shops or going to card shows or logging on to eBay, ComC, Starstock, MySlabs, whatever it is, uh, whatever it is, wherever you buy cards, there are moments to seize and opportunities for you to buy that are better than others and opportunities to sell. So, in fact, one of the things that we noticed during the playoffs is this strong connection between the way a guy is performing in the NBA and, you know, what sales or what increase in his card prices happen as a result of his performance. Sometimes there seems to be no direct connection. Like, like take, take the end of the NBA season when... Kevin Porter Jr. was putting up 30 points a game and triple doubles and all this stuff, but his card values didn't really do much, at least not what I saw. Part of it's because it's the end of the regular season and everybody's just waiting for the playoffs. That's part of it. The other part is that, dude, he's playing for Houston. He's not going to the playoffs and we just don't trust him yet, right? Or he's playing against teams that are benching all their starters. He's playing against Western Conference teams that they really didn't care whether they won or lost those games. So there could be a variety of factors. Or another factor could be, look, hey, um, a lot of us spent and lost money on Kevin Porter Jr. a year ago on his way too 
highly produced or highly graded or mass quantities of those cards in 2019 that that either everybody already has their Kevin Porter Juniors or there's just too many of them out there. There's a variety of those kind of market forces that would have people say, hey, yeah, the other thing is no, no card is considered in isolation. It's not like Kevin Porter Jr. is the only guy that was playing well in April. There were 25 other players, you know, or 50 other players that you were thinking about. And uh, we really weren't paying attention to the, you know, second or third scoring option on the Houston Rockets at the end of a tanking season, <laughs> you know. So, so player performance at times has nothing to do with the card values. And at times it has a lot to do with the card values. I remember last playoff season, maybe you were still, you know, new at this or following the NBA playoffs and, and the, the Clippers were seen as a potential contender to make it to the finals. Even without Kawhi Leonard, they were playing really well. And they brought in this young guy, Terrence Mann, another rookie from the 2019 class. Terrence Mann had several huge games. And then his prices went up. Or as one other uh, sports card announcer likes to say, they're going up and up and up and up and up. Yeah, Jeff, they, they went up, man. They um, And then a week later, like 10 days later, they went down and down and down and down and down because the Clippers got eliminated. And, you know, Terrence Mann has been average at best since then. And he hasn't had the opportunities or hasn't earned the opportunities to uh, produce again for the Clippers at that level. So, so there was a moment, right, tied to Terrence Mann's big games in the playoffs that his cards did something. Some people made money by listing them for sale at that time, and others, uh, like me, yeah, I learned from the lesson in the schools of hard knocks. I lost some money on Terrence Mann. I did. I did. I used to be, I, like I confess on this show a lot, I used to be an impulse or a market moved by emotion, a FOMO guy, like, oh, I want to get these before the, the market gets way out of control on him. And I learned the hard way on some of these purchases, not only with one hit wonders, own eaters. I'm from Erie, PA. Like these, these one hit, one big game guys. Uh, but from great players that, you know, I just bought the wrong card. Luca bought the wrong card or bought in at the wrong time. And so I'm here to help you. Help me help you. That's what I'm here to do with this episode. I'm glad you're listening. We'll get to some more specific uh, principles for you basketball card collectors and investors. When to buy, right? And how to how to gauge or how to how to factor player performance into that conversation in a way that that helps you and doesn't hurt. So Let's take a break. Be back in a moment. Thank you for all of you who are a part of Hoops Plus. That is our next level community of basketball card collectors and investors who listen to more podcasts. They interact more on the Discord. They're in line for monthly prizes. And they are just next level supporters of the Hoops and Cards show, our movement around the world. So this is your invitation I'm doing it in less than a minute. Love for you to join Hoops Plus. Go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe or check today's show notes and you'll find out more. It's like $4.99 a month 
and for the playoffs and the buying season coming up, you owe it to yourself to take this next step and join Hoops Plus. Love to see you there. All right, so I mean, let's let's start here with something that either you're going to learn the hard way or learn repeatedly like I have because some, I mean, if just, just be honest, sometimes we can be stubborn and think that we can figure stuff out faster than everybody else. But let's, let's just say this. Um, it is easy to feel like if you don't pounce on a deal or if you don't buy a player, you know, at a certain moment, then you've like, you've missed, <laughs> you've missed something, you know, incredible. You've, You'll never get a chance to get that card again. You'll never make that money again. Whatever. Like, I have had to confront my inner FOMO, fear of missing out, and say, you know what? Before you even get all these principles down, give yourself a break. Okay? Nobody's going to be perfect at applying all these, and uh, you're going to learn some stuff the hard way. That's just the way this is. It's part of the adventure. See it that way and not just as... um, yeah, missed opportunities. No, no. The, the, the thing I would start with is to say, watch trends, not moments. Watch trends and not moments. So if a guy has a great game, it's, it's possible that, you know, he's going to have two, three or four in a row and he's going to move from being Terrence Mann to being Grayson Allen to being Desmond Bain to being a real consistent producer for his team, right? Not just a one, one moment, one game. Watch for trends. I usually like to look at uh, the 10 games, the last 10 games that player's played and say, is he making an impact on the game? Is his team winning games because of his contribution? Is he stepping up his production like in a major way, doubling or tripling the playing time and the, the points and all that stuff that he does? Like, right? Are you seeing a trend heading up? A trend in in the card sales? A trend in people flocking to buy a certain product? You know, I, I would look for a sustainable trend that you might say, hey, I want to be on the early end of this. You might not be the first one to buy or the first one to say, hey, look, Tyrese Max, he's a great player. Like, really, it's not important who's first. It's important to say, I'm aware of the trends, I see this happening and it's not just one game. It's not just one card or one sale. Like there's a number of sales. Like right now with Grant Williams, the Boston Celtics, what is he? The sixth, seventh, eighth man. But he was a rookie for that 2019 prism class. That's so popular. And he's contributing a lot in major, you know, big games on a big stage for the Celtics. And, you know, one sale, one of his PSA 10 silvers going for $70, well, that could be just some crazy Celtic fan, you know, bidding with their heart and not their brain. But five sales like that, right? 10 sales in that price range. Now you're talking, okay. Now, why is why is that jump happening? And is it going to, is he going to go up even more? Be watching for the trends, not the moments in that player's production, in the sales of that card, even in the the specific cards that people buy. Sometimes I'll go in and, and in order to, to master all this stuff or continue teaching yourself, 
I think it's helpful. Hey, when you've got a question about a card's value, it, it is super helpful to know how to use the eBay app to go in and search for a player or a specific card of that player and say, I'm going to go to that filter. I'm going to click on sold items, right? And sort, make sure it's sorted by ended recently. So you see like the last five, 10, 20 sales of that card. And it's important to note when they sold, it's important to note how many of them sold on that day. And was it by auctions or by buy it nows? Because buy it now is people can go on an impulse buy and say, Grant Williams had a big game or Jaron Jackson had 33 points. And you can see like a number of buy it now sold right there at the end of the game, right? That's important learning to say, am I, am I watching a one sale or one player or am I looking at a trend here? And am I, maybe am I, I'm at the early end of that trend. Let me give you a for instance and explain why I think Jordan Poole is a continued buy, okay? Because here he is playing his first meaningful playoff games. He's producing a ton. He almost had a triple-double yesterday. I mean, that was ridiculous to come off the bench for the first time in a month and then do that. But you're looking also at Golden State. Well, he's going to continue to play well. They are counting on him. It's not the only game he's had that's been great in the last month or three months or six months. He's continuing this. Is Golden State going to have more games, big games in the next two weeks? Yes. Is Golden State going to make it to the next round? Are they going to beat Memphis? You know, I, as much as I'm rooting for Memphis because I like Desmond Bain, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and DeAnthony Melton and Zaire Williams, I think Golden State's going to win this series. I don't think they'll sweep, but they could. Really, I mean, they stole that game yesterday. They earned it, but they stole it too, you know, a, a, a game on the road. So so that's what I'm saying. You're looking at a trend for Jordan Poole now, and you're looking at, wait a minute, there's some future big moments for this kid. So you want to now start searching for, well, what card of his is in my price range that I could make some money off of? Or maybe if you go in and you search Jordan Poole 2019 sold items, and you see a lot of prism silvers that are graded and sold for a high but you don't see a lot of optic silver hollows that have been bought yet. That might be the next thing to run up for Jordan Poole's cards. You're looking at a trend that's already in motion. You're seeing where it's at now. And you're looking ahead and saying, you know what? He's got at least, at least four meaningful games in the next seven or eight days where his value and his, his play on the court That's the thing. Like, I can't tell you who's going to buy what, but I can tell you that as long as he stays healthy, Jordan Poole is going to have a factor. He's going to be a major influence on this series. He already is. And, uh, you know, can I guarantee you he's going to finish the series averaging 30 points a game and that they're going to make it to the Western Conference Finals? No. But do I think there's a high high percentage chance that's going to happen? Yep. And if they do make it to the West Finals, guess what's going to happen to Jordan Poole cards? that are way more affordable, by the way, than Steph Curry cards. And that's why I like him too, because he's in a lot of our price range ranges. Another thing I love about Jordan Poole, since we're on the topic, is, what is he, 21? Like, so if, if his cards maybe don't go up next week or next month, guess what? You've got a player who's got, he's got a career of just being an impact scorer in the NBA ahead of him. He's, 
he's, you know, if, if I wind up buying some Jordan Poole cards now and I'm stuck with them for another six months or another year, oh well. <laughs> like, I'm actually happy with that, especially if I can can jump in. I guess here would be a second point along with watching the trends. Like, second point is, it's your money. Cash is still king, like in this market and any other market. And so what I would say to you is, you set the price. You decide what you will buy and what you won't and how much you'll pay for it. You do. You just do. Um, I would encourage you not to let, I got to win this auction, not to let, oh crap, if I don't buy it at this price, which feels too high for me, but it's the cheapest price I can find now, so you got to pay it now or else. No, you don't got to pay it now or else. That card's going to be very affordable again in September and October. You set the price. So here's your answer, friends. Some of you on our Discord that have been talking about, hey, uh, you know, I, I missed out on some auctions because I got outbid and didn't have time to respond to it. Well, I, I've been there, by the way, and I've been frustrated with some of these Evan Mobleys that I've been bidding on. These Donruss lasers, man, they're good cards. Um, I have decided, you know what? My first bid on a card that I really want, I'm just going to put in the highest I'm willing to pay. Okay? The highest I'm willing to pay and still be happy with that purchase. Put that bid in now. And then I really don't have to worry about it. If someone outbids that, fine. I wasn't willing to pay more. But if the, if the, the winning bid is far less than that, guess who won? I did. Right? And uh, you don't have to worry about that last minute somebody coming in and sniping a card and bidding. I guess the problem would be if you're like, well, I don't want to pay the most I'm willing to pay. I want to pay the least. Well, then put that number in, right? And wait for the next auction. Because uh, some of these, you guys know, if you if you bid for a player and his cards in the middle of a game, you're likely to get in a bidding war with somebody. If you're putting a bid on an auction that's going to end at 9 p.m. tonight, guess what? A bunch of people are home from work and they're they're looking at their cards and they're putting in bids. So they're going to they're going to come after your card. It's, it's often the case that, that cards and auctions that end in the middle of the day, I'm just speaking the United States, you know, Eastern time zone, New York City, baby. That's just an auction ending at 2 p.m. New York City time is going to be cheaper than one ending at 9 p.m. It's just, just the way this market works. So, But my point is you set the price. It is your money. Maybe you need that reminder. And I've had buyer's remorse on cards. I've had buyer's remorse on auctions. I've had buyer's remorse two days later because I see a better deal. So you set the price. Don't apologize for it. And maybe your price is low, right? I've done that before with eBay bids. I've been like, you know what? I'm going to put out 10 lowball offers. If none of them hit, okay, I'll do it again tomorrow. If I win an auction with my lowball offer, I'll be telling everybody in hoops and cards world about it, right? You set the price. Watch the trends, not the moment. And buy a card that's in your budget range. You know, I mentioned uh, Jordan Poole. Well, you could go super expensive and get a limited number autographed Jordan Poole card. And uh, by the way, that's not a bad idea. But if you're like me, I don't, I don't have $500 to spend on Jordan Pools. I don't like Jordan Poole that much. Even if I did, I don't know that that's the best purchase. I might have 20 bucks. And if you tell me that a, a PSA 10 Donruss rated rookie of Jordan Poole is 20 bucks or 30 bucks, I'm buying that card. PSA 10, yeah, I'm buying it. So look for the things in your price range. Search around before you buy. It is, it is just like you said the price, you said the timing. You said the timing. And you decide, all right, 
hey, by the end of today or before game two of the Golden State series, I'm getting me a Jordan Poole rookie because I want to be able to flip that baby in a week or in two weeks. Fine. You set the timing of your buy and of your sell. You just do. In fact, sometimes I like to say when I buy a card, I also have a plan of when I'm going to sell it. Now, circumstances could change the plan, right? If I decide I'm going to buy a Jordan Poole and hold on to it for 10 years, but it goes up, you know, 10x in the first month, I'm selling it. I'm like, I'd rather have the money, I'd rather have 10 times the money right now than wait 10 years. Maybe it's just because I'm impatient and I, I want to capitalize on, you know, those profits. So, but in general, have a good plan and say, here's where I'm willing to like break from my little plan and uh, buy or sell. You set the timing, you set the price. Don't let anybody else do that for you. But you do it after research and being aware of trends, right? What do you call a cow on the floor? Anybody know? Ground beef. (laughs) All right, so I'm finishing up some of these thoughts as uh, I watch the post game here tonight after Miami beat Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, there there were some great performances. This is an example of a, a playoff game that that uh, you, you see a lot that really could affect the way uh, players are viewed and the way the rest of this series could go. When you've got guys like Bam Adebayo stepping up big and he really has nobody in there to stop him. Uh, without Joel Embiid there. Tyrese Maxey did okay. James Harden, not so much. It seems like the whole game slows down and the Sixers just stand around and watch James dribble, 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 and then try to draw a foul. It's uh, it's kind of a frustrating brand of basketball now that he's not, he just not what he was five years ago. But we knew that. So if you're looking at investing in uh, cards and knowing when a good opportunity is certainly as we've looked at as an example, the playoffs as the playoffs approach. And as a player that you think is going to advance is playing really well. I think that's a great time where there's some momentum. I also think it's worth noting, watch what the, uh, the off season does meaning August, September, and October. This is basic stuff here. When everybody in, you know, the USA and a lot around the world, they're thinking about other sports. They're thinking about soccer, football, football and soccer, baseball. They're doing they're doing other things, right? They're traveling, and it's it's at those points that maybe you'll see some great buying opportunities. Prices will go down on a lot of cards from what they are now. So you know we're going to test that out again this summer where you. I'll buy some certain cards in July, August, and September and then be ready to sell them or grade them and then sell them when the next NBA season starts because that could be a step up. That could be a time when the market gets stronger and prices are going back up. Another time really is when the NFL season ends, when pro football is over and basketball takes center stage uh, here in our country and, and really around the world as there's a lot more big basketball games on primetime TV. There's global interest in things like the All-Star Game. And uh, you you see players and teams like deciding to 
make a, a stronger push for the playoffs, so they'll make trades. And other teams are like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna tank. We're gonna just focus on next season. So they they give up players, and it's those trades that can be a big, you know, movement, not only for the players but for their cards. As a new fan base has a chance to to buy them and uh, has interest in them. So it's always good to pay attention to the news, right? But certainly the sports. Wow. <laughs> okay. I just saw Dorian Finney-Smith. That dude, sometimes he can just make a ton of threes, but Dallas and Phoenix tipping off. Anyhow, my point is to not only pay attention to the NBA calendar, you know, playoffs, beginning of the new season, trades, the draft, off-season buying opportunities, injuries. That's a massive opportunity. When a guy is returning from injury, like take Zion Williamson. It's been a real down year for Zion and his card values and the, whoa, nice dunk by Mikel Bridges. Dude. Uh, but when Zion returns from injury, did I, did I say when? I, I mean, if and when Zion returns from injury, you're going to see people getting back in buying Zion cards. Now, the thing is, with some of these people, some of these players, their card values have been up in the past. And you've got people that have been in the hobby for a while that maybe they've had Zion fatigue. They rode that bus with Zion before. They're not willing to do it again. Or they've rode that bus with Luca before. They're not willing to do it again. That is that is one reason I like guys that are about to pop or their card values increase for the very first time. Like I think of Jalen Brunson here as I'm watching this game. I think of Mikel Bridges. Guys that their values are going to go up in the midst of a deep playoff run. And they've, they haven't been up and down before. They've just kind of been steady or not really a, an attraction when it comes to uh, card values. But other guys, really, I picked on, <laughs> picked on some easy ones, didn't I? Zion, LeBron James right now, his card values are so far down. That's because a lot of people have taken the ride. They've made some money or they just decided to sell and get out, especially with the Lakers out of contending for the playoffs. Um in fact, I want to do a whole episode or two later this summer on the LeBron James card market. And uh, we've got some people in the hobby that just, they focus totally on LeBron. So, so there's that. Uh, I hope you have, through this episode, our, our, our job, our idea, our goal at Hoops and Cards is to keep you informed, to add value to what you're doing as a collector and investor. Another thing that's kind of screwed up when it comes to buying cards right now is if you are in any normal year, if there was such a thing, but any normal year, by now at the playoffs, we would have had all the cards of players from this season. They'd already be, they'd already be, you know, out. We'd already have every version of a Cade Cunningham rookie you could find would be out. Instead, because of COVID and uh, backlogs with printing and Panini and all that stuff, like there's a lot of basketball cards with this season, actually cards that were made with last season in mind, releasing this season, they're, they're, they're not even, you know, I just found out, and this was frustrating, that Prism will not come out now until June 22nd, when there was a recent report about May. So yeah, this, this year is a strange year. Just understand that maybe some of the lessons and things you experience this year won't necessarily be the same 
in other years. Wow, Jay Crowder just made a shot. I I I can't believe I can't believe this just happened. I I feel so fortunate to have watched Jay Crowder actually make a three pointer. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So that's what I'm saying to you guys. Uh certainly to pay attention and know about the big events in the NBA and in the card release market. Uh that's all super helpful. I've talked about players that that given in this NBA playoff uh, progression into the second round, players that I like, and some of them are, it's based on, look, they have a chance to win a championship or another championship if you're Giannis, but, but players like Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, who is absolutely on fire, Luka Doncic is looking good, and, uh, and then there's other, wow, John Morant, you know, a guy that is just bursting on the scene and kind of taking over the next young wave of stars, superstars that are under the age of of uh, 22. In fact, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, last night's game with Memphis and, gosh, the team that beat them, Golden State. You've got Jordan Poole, Jaron Jackson Jr., and John ja Morant all under the age of 22, and all of them scored more than 30 points last night. That was really cool. Uh, you could you could almost use those three as a as a uh, case study for what I'm talking about. Of those card value, those players like John Morant, his cards have been up and they've been down, and because of Ja's great season, All Star game, and now deeper run in the playoffs where he's on Sports Center constantly, John Morant cards I see as a good. Uh, opportunity right now, even though I, I don't think they're going to win the series. Maybe that's for a week or even just wait till September to buy some. But the other guys, Jaron Jackson Jr., here's a guy who's who a lot of people in the hobby really liked his rookie year and after that, but then injuries, his card values took a beating this season. He didn't do so well scoring-wise. Great defender, but points points really move the needle. Points points per game and and big scoring players those are the ones that that you want to be involved with their card values luca just shot a brick good job luca <clears throat> whoa so a lot of us have jaron jackson fatigue like i might have been really impressed that he had 33 points last night and he could be a big factor in the rest of the series because golden state doesn't have a real big man to stop him you know but a lot of us have jaron fatigue and so i'm kind of hesitant to get back in and buy jaron jackson's again Whereas Jordan Poole, the other youngster, the other 20, 21-year-old in that group in that game last night, here's a guy that's just doing what he's done all season, 31 points last night, what, nine assists, eight boards, and I kind of think Golden State's going to advance past this, so I'm kind of regretting selling some of my Jordan Pools off. But uh, there is opportunity with with all three of those players and, and so many more, so... I just want to encourage you, like, absolutely learn the basics and listen to podcasts like ours and any other podcast you can get your hands on that talk about, that, that give you current basketball card information, ideas, uh, specific cards to look at or to collect, and, uh, and learn from those sources as well. You don't have to make, you don't have to pay all the stupid tax yourself. You, you can learn from us, right? Right as we're creating content like this. So there was a great episode 
recently on Slab Stocks, where they went through and reviewed a lot of the uh, the young NBA players and opportunities to buy players on every playoff team. I thought that was great. Or another one that was uh, done by Lucas Tigers and Bronze, just reviewing just the overall playoffs in the basketball card market. I, I love listening to those. NASDAQ Index, they do a great job. So uh, I'm just keep doing what you're doing, you know, and uh, know the trends. You set the price for buying and for selling and buy cards, buy players that you, wow, you know exactly how you're going to buy them and exactly how you're going to sell them. You don't have to be a, you don't have to be a victim of other people's agendas, like what they want to buy and sell. And you certainly don't have to uh, be a victim of your own mistakes here. Uh, listen and learn from from the rest of us. That's that's uh, one of the one of the just best parts of the hobby is the people I get to enjoy learning from and listening from. And I'm I'm in the works right now to bring on some other guests to Hoops and Cards in these next uh, six weeks. I've got three guests that I, I'm working on. I all of them are saying yes. Let's go. Let's do it. So it's just a matter of getting on the phone and recording them. I don't want to I don't want to spoil. I would, I'd mention them now, but I don't want to spoil the news and all that stuff. So those are my thoughts. Basketball Cards 101. You are on the right path. And uh, yeah, we're proud of you. It's an exciting time to be a part of the, the card market. And uh, just enjoy this playoff run. It's a blast. And, and this episode, if you couldn't tell, is dedicated to Jimmy Butler. I mean, Kyle Guy went to Virginia. He's been a hell of a player for a very long time. And uh, we really need him on this team. He's, he's key. He's confident. And I mean, he can really shoot the ball. And the Lowry, Lowry guy is the coach right Oh, that Kyle. That's my fault. Easy mix-up. He's okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hoops and Cards. Like I said earlier, if you want to get even more Hoops content, I, I went in a little deeper in our last episode of what's called Hoops Plus. It is our membership level slash support the Hoops and Cards movement slash get more podcasts per week and basketball card content slash a chance to win prizes every month. There's all that stuff connecting with our community in the Discord. So Check out Hoops Plus. Love for you guys to join that. I talk a bit about Jalen Brunson, Jordan Poole, and another player who I will not mention. No, it's not Tyrese Maxey, but it was another guy. I, I wish I could remember who it is now, but maybe I'm just keeping you in suspense. Anyway, yeah, check out the show notes for more information on Hoops Plus and send me your thoughts. You can email me, just a message to Gary. The email address is hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com or you can message us directly at the Hoops and Cards Instagram account. Love to hear from you. Love to get your ideas. And maybe there's some 101 foundational stuff, questions that you have about the hobby. Please send those in. Love uh, Love to hear from you, interact with you. Card collectors and investors around the world. Shout out to our listeners in Australia. Germany, the Philippines, wherever you're at. I hope you guys have an awesome week. I hope you can see the uh, the games because some of these playoff games, these series are just fantastic. So until next time, you guys, card collectors and investors, 
good luck and may you just make some awesome decisions and deals or at least learn a lot in the process this week. Thanks. Again, thanks to Jimmy Butler for all the the fun moments he's given us. 20 bucks for a cup of coffee? (laughs) 20 bucks. Take it or leave it. If you don't want it, I don't care. Wait, listen, first of all, I don't drink coffee. Listen, you can look around here. See Webb and Grant and Jared, them brothers who drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. You know, he said something, I listened.